San Marcos, Texas, Hayes County, and the rest of the world listening in today. This is KZSM. We're doing a very special uh, edition of We the People today because there are some really important things that are coming up and going on down at City Council. And so uh, my uh, former co-host here, Forrest, has said, hey, we're going to get in here and uh, we need to be talking to some people about this. And uh, so... Uh, we've got uh, Diana's here on the phone. We're trying to kind of do it the. There's a few things with the new phone that I've got that I've, I've got to go the old style, and we're still having a few issues, but we are going to make this work today. And um, so let's get this. And uh, Nancy Moore is our guest as well. I'm sorry, Nancy. I was trying to just juggle things here, it's and okay. uh, so uh, good to be here, Rob. Glad to have you in today. And. So there has been this long process. Let me set this up, and then I'm going to let you all kind of do a roundtable discussion on this. There's been this long process that we've had going here in the community for a good many years now that is the comprehensive plan. Oh, what's the comprehensive plan? Why should I care? Because what it is is this is what the city bases everything off of for what we are going to do for zoning, where we're going, how are we going to design the city. And there was all of these processes that we wanted to get people involved. And we went out and we got consultants. And we spent over $800,000 now so far on this plan. And it comes down to the end of the, the line where it finally gets something to go to the planning and zoning, and it's going to go to city council. But when he got to planning and zoning, we had some problems. And the folks at planning and zoning said, wait a minute. The people that went to all of these sessions did not get heard, and we did not have the input. So we'd like to add some inputs before it goes to city council, and that's where it's going this next Monday night is a vote to city council. And so what we want to talk about here today is about the process that it took us to get here, the cost to us, and what are we learning from this? And uh, just, we've also got some outside folks that are agitated about this that are calling me on my phone, that are sending us emails and are trying to influence a local uh, vote on city council. So uh, we may or may not talk about them. Let's see. So Diane, did I, did I get that one pretty good? I think that there are a lot of different opinions, and we are supposed to be respecting everyone's uh, opinions and their points of view and their ideas. I've always believed that, um, it, you know, if you mix all the ideas up, the cream will eventually float to the top, and that's what I had hoped would happen during this process. You know, everyone can't get what they want all of the time, but maybe some of us can get some of what we and it really is about compromise and and, it, it, and and I believe that if we respect each other and treat each other with respect and realize that nobody can get 100% all the time that I think that this would be a much happier place to live um, I can really understand uh, the, the real estate people in town and I can understand the developers who bought a piece of property that was uh, zoned a particular way and, and then maybe people want to change it or they don't want to let it be developed. I understand that because I live in the historic district and all the time people are trying to tell me that I need to put, uh, you know, basically rezone the entire district and put commercial property and things that weren't there when I purchased the property. So I understand how people feel when uh, they come up against all this friction because we, you know, the historic district has been relentlessly assaulted for many, many years. 
And so I can really relate to anybody who, who's trying to get anything done or trying not to get anything done in this town. And I really had hoped that it would all uh, be mixed up and float to the top. But my, I can just give you my first per person experience as one of the, um, the committee members who was chosen to represent the public. We went to endless meetings. And we're back with you here in the studio. I've got uh, Forrest, and uh, uh, we've got Diana Baker is here on the uh, phone with us. We've got Nancy Moore here in the studio. And we're talking about the comp plan, and we're talking about how that affects. We're going to swing back to about some of the things that are going on with the downtown right now with why that we've got some realtors. Let's come back to that in a little bit. But Diane's uh, short on the time, and she wanted to make a couple more points for us here real quick comp plan is what a lot of people are up in arms about uh, because it was rewritten by uh, a group of people who consequently did not get paid but it had to be rewritten it would the, it was so poorly written when I first read it I, you know I was kind of stunned you know that there was just no detail and it, you know it was contradictory and it had a lot of errors in it so I think that it had to be written it was rewritten by volunteers who didn't get paid and um, and and I think it's much put together much better now, and a lot of people don't like it, and and I think that's going to be a major issue uh, next week. So um, we need to pay attention to that and just realize that the people who who wrote it did not make half a million dollars. So um, that's a that's about all I wanted to say about that. I think that um, somebody had to rewrite it clearly. I agree. I agree. What do you think, Nancy? Uh, I just wanted to make clear, I think I uh, goofed up a little bit and started talking about the downtown part of the master plan. Is that correct? Comp plan. I mean, comp, yeah, comp plan. Yeah, it's all part of the comp plan. And uh, it's just part of this uh, comp plan. And I know that Diana's talking about the whole comp plan, and uh, but it's all part of what our city council is going to be voting on on Monday at 6 starting the city council meeting and uh, a petition has been started for uh, part of the plan uh, to speak up and I hope citizens will find that uh, petition uh, it's on my website on I mean our my Facebook page if anybody wants to vote but Diane tell us more about um, the well, I, I your vision you, so many people and staff were, uh, you know, staff worked very, very hard on this, and they're to be commended. They, um, you know, they got so many different answers, and um, they went to so many events after hours, and the community was involved, and, you know, it was just when, when the comp plan came out, when the first draft came out, it was a little bit shocking because it wasn't the things that I was seeing on the sticky notes on the boards and, and the things that were being discussed in those meetings, and I attended a lot of them. So um, I just think that... Um, uh, that is probably, and it was just so vague that it had to be rewritten by someone. So, well, uh, Diana, uh, uh, is instead it instead of attacking the poor folks that had that spent hours and hours of volunteer time rewriting it, then maybe they, we should be thanking them. Instead. Yes, I agree that we need to thank the people that spent a lot of time rewriting it, and even at the last city council member meeting, uh, our mayor said that uh, she had called someone to to look it over and that person uh, said that we are we wrote a very vague uh, hmm. proposal and that our mayor sent back to the 
uh, city staff some recommended corrections and I understand that they've been working on it uh, the last few days and I hope that it's probably in their packet to review for Monday night uh, I haven't seen the revised uh, plan yet but I um, so who wrote it I have heard is an ex-employee in that um, the, con the, the consultant the consultant that was hired mm -hmm. and I heard it was eight hundred thousand dollars that got that got paid I don't have it do you know well if that's it's it's somewhere it's over five hundred thousand closer mm -hmm. to eight hundred thousand there's somewhere in there and we don't know I think that's well, part it's of kind the of like if you're a bad surgeon and you have to redo the surgery you make more money than the good surgeon but I mean, maybe mm. that's not a good analogy but I can tell you a good a good comparison that I have is, is when you know, I've seen really good plans come out and very detailed and and, uh, and very reflective of what people wanted uh, when we worked on the downtown architectural standards Nora winters was was phenomenal and I think he only made about fifty thousand on you know, working with us all that. And so um, I think that it's possible to get community input, and I think that it's possible to have the cream rise to the crop, to, to the top, if you get a lot of different ideas and put them together. So um, unfortunately, it didn't come out that way. But um, I don't think it's the fault of any of the people that are volunteering for the city. I don't think it's the fault. It's certainly not the fault of the committee. We were all, most of us were stunned. And it's certainly, you know, it's, I don't believe it's staff's problem well, either. I think let that, me ask you, know, you all a question. Poorly, poorly written, and I will come out and say that. Let um, me ask you all a quick question, Diane. Is that, you know, is this salvageable? I mean, you know, yes, we've gone and we've, you know, spent all of this money. Is this worth salvaging or not? Well, I don't know what the city does when they have when they contract with somebody who doesn't do a good job. But uh, there must be something in place for that. So the question and, I would um, ask you is, you know, there must be some way that the city handles it. Hey, uh, Diana. More surgery. Hey, Diana. <laughs> the question I would ask is, do we like the the, the new rewrite? You know, the question and and well, the other question and the and the other the other issue. The other question. Well, I know that the grammatical changes were there, and, uh, and well, a lot of the vague, the I vague saw that ideas was, were uh, defined. I saw you know, that it was I vague. Mean, if you're going to come up with def, you know these vague ideas like equity and affordability and all, okay. then define how you're going to do it. Okay, define I saw that it. Plan to, oh, sorry, to, to, <laughs> to make this work. Okay, I you saw know, that it was vague. That's what was not done there. Can you hear me, Diana? Yes, I okay, I saw that it was vague, and I also saw I wanted to address the process problem, which is what we're dealing with. And uh, I saw that it was vague, which is really, you know, it brings up the question who picked the consultants and, and were they representing our voice? And the other issue is, who is whose voice is being represented when they write that thing? And does, does the staff have 10 different inputs after each interval when the P&Z corrects it and then they have their input or when all the groups get together and then staff writes their we st staff approves and then they keep writing in their you know their little corrections or preferences yes. and, and so I, I see a problem with that process and but but the main thing is if we're going to justify who's rewriting it I think I think our representatives up there speak more to the voice of the people than than any cons, uh, any consultant or our staff, 
I think they have the right. They have the right to do it. I think I think the consultants really didn't get a good feel, uh, to say the least, for 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 the ideas that were presented to them. Uh, But I do think that uh, if we start over, even with these same consultants, or or start again in some way, I I think that the methodology needs to be clearly defined before we go in. I don't want to go back to the same consultants. This is how we're going to do it, and this is how we're going to to decide how decisions are made, and then how are they defined. We've got to clearly define how what every concept and idea means. You You know, know, what I tend to believe, Dinah, is that uh, the people that have worked hours and hours and hours to rewrite it are people that have been elected by the people or appointed by the council. I think they have great have done a, a great service to us. Uh, I would tend to not spend any more money uh, and to go with their plan. I trust them, and I trust that the mayor's smart and that she's reread it. She's made some uh, corrections. And, of course, we need to look at it and read it, and maybe we can weigh in on it before a final decision uh, money for the total comp plan. Uh, but I think, the, I think the citizens have not been represented in our uh, city government for a long time. I think that, that there's so many things that have been focused on what are the needs of the university, what are their needs, and that our city would try to bend over backwards to make that happen for the university. And I think that's a flawed perception. I hear our city manager talking and presenting this uh, plan and and the uh, downtown plan as that we really need to build more student housing in downtown so that the university will meet their criteria. And I don't think, and I believe everybody in our little sweet town would say that is not our city's job is to build for this university uh, high-rise student housing. And I think it's, uh, you know, uh, I was asking our mayor do we have a traffic report for on CM Allen with thousands of cars if this all turns into student housing? Where's our traffic report and what will that do? Where's the environmental report of how this is going to affect our river? Where is the engineering report to see if uh, high rises can even be built on the kind of clay we have close to the river? And the answer is, the developers provide the traffic reports. The developer provides the engineering report, and we are lost. And we need, you know, with not being able to really focus on what the real problem is. I think, I think we may have corrected this plan. Uh, I think the elected officials need to look at it to see if they believe in that. The planning and zoning needs to look at it to see if it is. Citizens need to read it and see if it's okay, and then go forward with that. But but we need to focus on, I believe, uh, the voice and the identity of San Marcos. Who speaks for who? What identity do we have now? Are we the university town? Are, we're no longer Ocarina Springs. Uh, who are we? 
And we are so incredible. This little town, we all have heard that we're the oldest continually inhabited place in all of North America. We're talking 11,000 years ago. People have lived here and kept the river uh, flowing. And the seven endangered species, we, I just read the Gambusa, San Marcos Gambusa, excuse me, is extinct now. They've just declared it. They delisted it. They, yes. They delisted it. it. And, you know, wow. maybe we wow. needed to have a funeral, you know, and we maybe we needed to realize what's happened to one of the endangered species. And we have seven more. It's, uh, you know, we have to, this is our priority because this, uh, I was reviewing Dr. Lose's, uh John Lose, who came in with, uh, was hired by the university, and he came up, uh, he was hired to, walk us through to creating a uh, heritage site for Texas and the United States, and then we would qualify uh, for a, a uh, world heritage site. So this is truly our vision for us. I mean, that's who San Marcos really is. But Dr. Los went on and said that if we destroy what we have that creates the heritage site, then it, we will no longer be the heritage site. And I believe we're in a mad rush to build out the uh, kind of students that... Um, uh, luxury that, apartments. With the luxury apart apartments. And we've got TAG, which is the Tenants Advisory Group that has started with the students up on campus. And TAG is speaking about rent by the bedroom, contracts, and, ha and the atrocities that are happening with young people in these dorm, uh, these apartments that rent by the bedroom. And so there's a lot of information. They are speaking up against these kind of buildings. And, uh, you know, we, when I first moved here in 1975, it was, kind of even, maybe the town was a little bigger than the uh, student population, and we got to know them. They would eat in the restaurants, we got to know them, who they are, and we'd root for them, we'd go see some plays that they're in. But it's like a madhouse around here. and and 6,000 6, a semester now. And it's not very feasible for a lot of people to go to school. They're trying to be this you know, research tier one school which is causing some of our inflation. But, but in, and that causes the investors to want to build these big five-story rent-by-the-bedroom you know, places. I think it's a fad that we're going to see later that didn't work. And they don't even have a, they're not easy to retrofit if they need to undo their rent-by-the-bedroom. You know, so that, they're going to be stuck with these hulking buildings. And, you know, it's just not a good, we're supporting the investment groups, we're supporting the university basically with our infrastructure. So Diana, have you uh, seen the, the influx of a lot more cars and uh, traffic problems already? And Oh yeah, we moved here in 2005 and it's changed tremendously. I can say that we definitely, well, I mean, for how many years were we the fastest growing uh, city in America? I think that we have an identity crisis. But I think that the comp plan is about more than the identity crisis, it's about um, you know, quality of work and, and, and a, 
you know, establishing and gathering uh, objective uh, material and putting it together and making it a real uh, uh, something real that the community can compromise on and, and share and be involved in. I think, to me, I think uh, the real problem with this comp plan is that the lack of, uh, of a, an objective. Uh, of compiling objective material. You're talking about um, gathering from people, the community. And, right. And that I, we I don't think have that, the, that. All those poor people, all the city, it's almost a form of abuse to make people go out and uh, go go to all these meetings and take in all this information and that have nothing that they said or any of their ideas incorporated. You know, it's just totally, you know, they went I somewhere agree. else afterwards, apparently. I don't know what happened, but it. A lot of it didn't show up. Not much, if anything, showed up in, in the final plan. And I think, you know, mm-hmm. that's where, that's the heart of where, to me, that's the heart of the original plan was the heart of where the problem was. Um, you know, and I don't know how it came out that way, but it had to be rewritten. It had to be. So I'm going to have to sign off now. I have another meeting to go to. But okay. I do think thank we have you, an identity crisis. And I think... Um, uh, the way to start is to get somebody who's really fair and objective and to start with a methodology and, and just nail that down before you start I agree. doing this again. But we maybe have a vote just Monday. go with the second plan that it was rewritten by the, by the kind people who mm-hmm. spent all of their time and didn't get paid to do it. Um, but, you know, the original was just, you know, not good science, not good, not good gathering of material. And Thank not you. fairly put out. So I'm going to go with on that note. And good luck to all of you all. And I will, I'm sure we'll be talking later. Diana Baker, thank you for joining us on this special edition here that we're doing on a Thursday afternoon of We the People. And uh, we're going to come back and talk with uh, Forrest and Nancy some more on this. We're going to take a quick station break. You are listening to KCSM LPFM 104.1. Sam Marcus, Texas. We'll be right back with him. And I am here, uh, Diana Baker is uh, now off the line, and I've got uh, here in the studio with me, Forrest and uh, Nancy. We are talking about comp plan, and I want to swing back, because Diane needed to get off and didn't want to get into this earlier, but we had talked about, you know, why is it that I'm getting phone calls and seeing emails in this uh, uh, SMTX for all that talks about you know the affordability yes and to vote yes. no on this plan that they want city council to vote no on this plan because it is going to raise traffic it is going to uh, affordability you know it's uh, uh, all of these horrible things but they don't really go into it why who who are these people mm-hmm. from that are spending 85 that they spent $85,000 this pack out of Austin to defeat something similar to this up in Dallas and now here we are coming up in San Marcos Texas little old San Marcos and folks are coming down from Austin that have been asked by our local realtors evidently or at least one local realtor to come and to lobby on their behalf. They're calling up people. They are connecting them on the phone with our city council members. I mean, I went through this the other day that they said, oh, do you want to speak to a city council member? I mean, they're, what, you're going to connect me? Yes, we'll connect you. Tell me which one. And I, I should have really walked through this to find out which one they wanted me to talk to to find out who they were going, but I, it, it just didn't hit me at the time. Sounds like politics. It is. Well, this is politics. Yeah. 
So, but why? What? What is all this about? Well, yeah. I would think they're making millions of dollars, and yes. they can afford to hire lobbyists to get what they want. You know, I, it's obvious that there's a lot of money to be made here, but there is a lot of things that are happening to our city in case, in spite of all of this, which is our our value of our lots beside one of these built uh, high-rise rent by the bedroom student housing is escalating to uh, numbers that the landowners, the house owner of a little old house cannot go pay that kind of taxes. And so they start leaving. They start selling out to the university for high-rise student housing or a developer that flips it to, what is it called, Black? BlackRock? BlackRock, I believe, is the company out of state, I think it's out of state company that International. Uh, now yeah. owns a lot of these uh, high-rise student uh, apartments. And, and so that's hard that we don't have local people uh, owning these apartments. So it's just a money-making situation and I believe that our citizens are being genderfied is that the right word that's a word guys mm -hmm. genderfied and they're being offered money and they're leaving and then it's just change you know we see we know how that goes in Austin East Side we see how people that mm -hmm. live there for all their lives moved out and we see who moved in and that's okay and I understand there's change but we have to honor our neighborhoods. We have a culture. We have uh, many cultures in our community. Uh, I can hear Ollie Giles right now just <laughs> saying to the council, don't make me come up there and talk to you personally. You don't want me to. And I, I, yeah. on, on, on the Day of the Dead, I, I somehow that is appropriate to bring up Ali right on this conversation yeah, right no now. Here. It is, yes, and someone that we've lost in the last year, yes. But her daughter talks about, it lives in the same house that Ali did, yeah. uh, talks about more flooding in her area, the cars that come through that are speeding through that are coming from the mm -hmm. apartment complex where uh, our lumber yard was. Uh, years ago Tuttles Tuttles where Tuttles was and there are problems that um, so what else is being affected well uh, Forrest what do, what do you want to add to that well, about I was, this I like the idea of talking about the, the river this is kind of the, a real contentious uh, decision and then we can go out from there so there's a specific so there's a specific project mm -hmm. that they're looking at that kind of dovetails in with all of this talk and is that it is right over here off of uh, University, University. C.M. Allen. Allen. Moon Street is the other side of this. It's uh, by where the Eskimo Hut used to be. It is uh, right now there's currently uh, still a legal office right there. And that whole little block that it is, we've talked about that on our show over the mm -hmm. past few weeks, is a six-story high-rise. Uh, they've got all planned out for that. And so we have a developer that wants the city to condemn some of the land. The city had uh, wasn't sure about who owned part of it. It's it's They're it's trying a mess. to get, there's like this 
curve that comes around the outside. They're trying to get that from the city. It's a they call it an alley, but they want to sue the city to get it because they need it. They said. But it's a. I mean, a lot of citizens have gone down that little street to cut through. We don't have to wait on the traffic light. It's it's a, it's a street it's, yeah, that we've used. Yes, and, and so. What I wanted to talk about was the, the property there that lines the C.M. Allen. Yeah. The property that lines C.M. Allen is very valuable to the developers. because And they've been sitting on it, and apparently they're within our downtown tiers, which is the tax incremental reinvestment zone, and they get to pay less property taxes while they sit on it waiting for the big payoff from developers. I wonder if I could get the city to reduce my lots your taxes so as I my taxes reduce reduce my taxes mm -hmm. as I'm sitting on it not knowing what I'm going to develop I don't I know that they don't afford that to individuals that mm -hmm. that are citizens of the town I know that I couldn't lower my taxes because I don't know what kind of house I want to build on that lot until I build it so I think it's unfair, and I think the money for tears even goes back into the downtown. And I, be, I believe that the downtown area is no longer, we, we are not developing it for junior high school students, high school students, elementary school students. We're only developing it for one purpose one purpose and that's mm -hmm. the university students and i think we're grieving for that so, so i was, go back to the so the, the properties we're looking at line up start at the university and they go all the way down to where the railroad tracks end and they're, they're very valuable to the developers and they 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 claim it's like 1.5 million but then i heard uh, one of the owners at the at the PNZ meeting say it was worth 65 million you know, it's like, and they were they were claim, thinking that we're going to take it by eminent domain. Well, they were, you know, when we're talking about option two, when we go with, if we went with this park plan. Well, the, to us, the river is eminently valuable as it is. We don't want to lose that beautiful thing that's created our, our whole tourism, which is not what I like to see either. But uh, it's created what we all come here for. And we're going to lose that if we don't take care of it and I'm looking at it right here in a picture but uh, so that the, the, the beginning is this one project well it's um, the so, river is so ancient and so precious mm -hmm. and we know our river is under stress we know that we don't have the, the proper form to handle the deluge of people that come and stay all day mm -hmm. in one spot you know, there's there have been talks about let's sign up for three hours uh, allotment times and that we can stay in a place for three hours and then we leave and let somebody else have the opportunity. And then someone said, why don't we have a day where the river has no one there but, but is quiet and uh, maybe people are walking beside the banks and hearing the ancient stories of... Uh, people's 11,000 years ago that lived in harmony on this land. They kind of do it with the habitat conservation rehab plans. They, they put a fence around it and they don't let anybody in. But, you know, everybody complains about those. And the elders have told me that the river needs the people as mm -hmm. much as the people need the river. And so to put, I understand killing the uh, 
the elephant ears and saying that's invasive species mm -hmm. and putting uh, uh, all these chain link fence up, fences up so the people can't go there because I guess we think we're the species that kills it. But um, So yeah, when the river was really low recently during the drought, we were having a whole lot less flow and a lot of the plants and some of the animals aren't suffering. But um, but this area we're talking about the downtown plan is very. He's looking at a picture that's on yes. the petition. So um, so that was the, the big plan too. Th that's one of the things, and then the process. The, the and the other thing that we're kind of batting around is the whole process of our comp plan, and was it? Do we have time to redo it? Well, the comp plan is supposed to happen every four to five years, so we're not ten years out, but we're, you know. We re it's kind of like an audit on the comp plan before. So, but you have to get people's opinion in the community. Well, and there's a lot of things that are waiting on the projects that the city has that they've been putting off waiting for this comp plan to go on, which is also the other thing that I'm hearing from staff <clears throat> and from within the city is that, okay, if we delay this much longer, we can't move forward on a lot of the things that we, we've got in our long-term plans, that we've got in the budgets, all of those things. So there is a lot of push from within the city staff to you know we've got to get this moving we've got to get this moving forward and well i know and that push from the staff is not the direction from the council and it's not the direction from the council that is representing the people so we we need the staff to stop pushing we need the people to know what our plan is going to be and we need our uh, elected officials to stand firm with the people of our city before we set those budgets. Yes. Before we set those budgets, because the, the comp plans come first. Yes, we need to look and see if we can eliminate some of our budget. Uh, it, that's a whole nother story. You like that? Yeah. That yes. is a no, whole nother story. It is. I, and that, that for those that have been listening in on a regular basis, yes, that's a whole, uh, we have been Ooh. coming down that road for a while. I'm going to take a quick station ID break. We're going to come right back here uh, for our final 15 minutes of the show here today. I want to thank uh, Nancy Moore and uh, Forrest Fulkerson for coming in and uh, Diana Baker. And let's take a quick station ID break. We're going to be right back with you. And back with you, the shows you're listening, KZSM. This is a special, and this is a uh, special show that we're uh, hosting today of We the People. And I've got uh, uh, Nancy Moore and Forrest Fulkerson here. And so, as we wrap up the show, Nancy Forrest. So there's a vote on Monday night. This is what we talked yes, about, sir. that uh, everyone is lobbying the council. Well, not everyone. A certain political action committee that uh, is out of Austin is uh, realtors group is uh, petitioning uh, and having people call and say vote no on this plus plus plan on the comp plan and you know what do you want people to do to tell their city council members over this weekend before that special meeting Monday it's not Tuesday it is Monday. Tuesday is an election day, so we're having this on Monday, which it's going to be throwing a lot of Crazy. people off. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What do you want? Well, so what I want is that I, I would go with the version two on the downtown plan park. We want to make uh, the, the those properties next to the river uh, a buffer, and I also want them to vote for the comp plan with the corrections that were done because you know it's not pretty. 
but it's what we got and we we're we are burning you know some dollars i'd like to see next year or the year or any time they do presentations to we need to get in front of the who's who's picking those consultants because we had you know not a it's not very representative once you get a consultant in there and they don't you know so that's the, my take so i want to pick the consultants i want them to vote for the comp plan that they've uh, adjusted uh through the city council you know and i also would love to see that uh the vision uh of the uh land the land yeah i'd love to see that so what about you nancy option two i agree i i really trust the people that have gone over and over this uh uh not very good plan that we got uh to represent our city i think that instead of going and hiring somebody else or paying more money i trust our uh city elected officials that have gone through this so i would vote for the comp plan um, with changes the with the changes and uh but the big thing is that i hope that we can find a way as citizens to to create our uh our voice with our city hall and our mayor and our city council so that we can be lobbyists for our own city that we have that kind of clout with our city that when that we find ways of uh, where we can be heard and the big thing is is that we have an opportunity as a city to tell our city council members and that we our vision for our city whether we get it or not whether we can get grants whether we can get uh families that donate uh any kind of way if if there's a miracle that can happen and we all create that land as another part of our green belt buffer zone uh where it's not creating another wall like the woods created mm -hmm. and flooded more traffic and the more traffic and the the mm -hmm. sorrow of losing this river mm -hmm. is something that i think is very real so talk to your uh council members write them sign the petition you can watch on monday night on your internet through the city website yes you can sign up to speak i know people don't want to speak citizen comment is very exciting by the way yeah or show up <laughs> remember <laughs> when we all stood up at sacred yes. springs and protected the land on sesame to not be built <laughs> overbuilt with student housing uh we rose up and had a voice, and we miss Jamie Bryant cooking hot dogs before every <laughs> with the king cake. <laughs> Just you keep bringing up some very good ones here yes. on Day of the Dead. I, I there's another I'm, one. There yes. is the 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 one man that made going down to city For council fun. you know it, it's yeah. we we took this as a town that we are known at bobcat Stady, stadium for all of our cookouts and our tailgate parties that we turned this into sport <laughs> at the city council meetings i love it so st turn up we'll have pictures you can just hold up the sign of 
plan two, scenario two, mm -hmm. to create yes. green space for the city, for seven generations beyond, for all the people in San Marcos, and we'll ha we have so much that we could uh, create. There's mm -hmm. so many. It would be a turning point if we just said that's our vision. If if in our plans, the out-of-town people that are coming to develop our plan, if they look at our plan and the plan mm -hmm. said the citizens would love for this to be a park, let's create that. Let's find a way, Sam Marcus, and I thank you for inviting me to be down mm -hmm. here, and thank you, Forrest and Diana. It's beautiful. Thank you, Nancy. I would say that we have plenty of apartments that you just look around at all the vacancies, and people just want to park them right next to the university, but we don't need them there, and we don't need more cars and more traffic and more, you know, over the, over this side of the river. So, you know, that's just greed, if you ask me. And we have a vision for our river, so let's do that. You know, I've loved this river since I've been here. So if you love the river, vote for option two. All right. And uh, thank you again for everyone coming in and uh, listening into the special edition today. And I will be back again tomorrow <clears throat> night at our normally scheduled time for We the People from 7 to 8 o'clock. And we will have in here our new uh, equity officer from the city of San Marcos talking about uh, some new visioning that they're going to be doing. And, and I, I'm going to be asking some hard questions. Uh, you know, I know there's a lot of people that are Oh, boy, here's another one of these coming down the pike. You know, why should I get involved? We're going to talk to her about that. And uh, so hmm. we're going to continue this narrative uh, a little bit tomorrow night. But we wanted to get you uh, knowing about this, that you can get in touch with your city council members. Plan on that for Monday because it is not Tuesday. And, six uh, o'clock. At six o'clock. And if you want to sign up ahead of time, you have to go on ahead and get that in by noon. You can show up at the last minute and get on if you just go down to city council, but you've got to be there by about 5.30. Okay? It's a hearing, so they'll have... I think it's this a hearing. This is true. You can just show at up. At a hearing, on you could show up and go to the mic and the, at the podium. No, thank you for making that yeah. clear. Yes. So and you can also show up at the questions and answers after. Well, but after, yes. After the votes have been done yeah. but like why did y'all do that <laughs> well no there's and there's yeah. uh, questions from the press and public and uh, yes. there have been folks that have fought very hard to keep that in there so take advantage of it all right and uh, thank you all very much for tuning in and we're going to uh, go back to our regularly scheduled programming here uh, and we will be uh, giving you an encore here from uh, the blitz uh, stay tuned because coming up after that we have got latin energy tonight at seven metal mark will be here live out on the sidewalk tonight so uh and i'll be back again with you tomorrow night thank you very much <laughs>